Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Vince Nicotano, assistant football coach at Fordham University, and you are listening to the Coach and Coordinator Podcast. comes to Saturdays as coaches, we're, we're, we're really a, a minimal part of what goes on. <laughs> Realistically, they really have to look to one another. So the more that they hear from one another and the more that we got that started, I think, I think that really was beneficial over a period of time too. Vince Digitano, assistant coach at Fordham University, joins us all season long as our in-house tackling expert. Coach Digitano has served on multiple coaching staffs in his career including taking over in a very unique situation five days before the start of camp in 2018 as the head coach of SUNY Maritime. He led the privateers to a 7-4 mark and a berth in the New England Bowl. We start today by learning from how Coach Digitano was strategic about building the leadership and culture of the program by making the players a big part of the vocal leadership. This is something we all can learn from and apply to our own situations, whether it's with our team, unit, or position group. We then dig into tackling with Coach Digitano, giving tips for early camp tackling, especially training situations that do not get much live work because of the nature of how we put a priority on safety. There are a ton of takeaways from this one to help you as we continue to get camp going for the 2023 season. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. In having to take over a program like you did a few years ago and get the team going the right way early without ever having to know them, I think five days before, what were some of the best things you did in camp to bring that team together? Probably say at the beginning of camp, 
I think what was really most important was, you know, outside of the obvious of being strong to introduce our staff and, you know, really introduce our goals and everything to one another. I think really more than anything else was really making sure that we center everything around some expectations and some core values. Now, good part was that I'd been there prior, so I, I really was part of initially, you know, introducing those core values to the program as it was. But I think once we were able to really see how they had progressed over time and how they maybe had been reinterpreted, I think that that really is extremely helpful. One of the things that was really helpful to us was the fact that coming into a situation where we didn't really know a lot of the players at the time that we did was really allowing the leadership of the team to address the team. I think the ability for, especially where we're at with student athletes, the ability for us to develop them in allowing them to stand up in front of a large group like that, that's really not always for everybody. That's a skill that sometimes has to be, it doesn't always come natural and has to be trained. I think in doing that, that really kind of solidifies a little bit more of what the expectation is, what the teamwork aspect of it is. And at the end of the day, they're really on that field together. And the more that we, we're really, you know, when it comes to Saturdays as coaches, we're, we're, we're really a, a minimal part of what goes on. <laughs> Realistically, they really have to look to one another. So the more that they hear from one another and the more that we got that started, I think, I think that really was beneficial over a period of time too. Now, that was something that was almost out of necessity there to get that going and have that kind of leadership. But if you were to bring that forward and, you know, now you're using it with a team that you know or any, you know, position group with players, you know, how would you apply that? And how would you, I guess, you know, you mentioned some of that needs training, but, you know, make sure that guys who are getting up are giving good messages. A lot of it is you're, you're, and I've seen this kind of happen since then, is, you know, having the ability to assign specific topics that they're going to cover, how it's affected them. I think also with that too is some other places that we've managed to do. We've managed to team them up with coaches. When we have coaches, the rest of the full team, because again, you're always trying to sell coaches to move on to their next professional step too. But teaming them up with them, giving them specific topics, having them kind of co-present where it's a coach and the, and the player together has been something that's been, that's been something we've done past then. It's been helpful. Some of those, some of those pieces especially during camp, because at camp, I, you have a lot of time, more time together. Practice times have changed over, over the years that have gone by and the amount of time that you have off. But the reality is that you do have that ability to be with one another. And when you do that, I think you start to look at not only about core values and, and leadership and theoretical concepts, but you really start to look at more concrete gameplay concepts. You look at third down and you look at two minute drill and you look at you know, how those things kind of work over time. I mean, it goes beyond time management and goes beyond some of those integral pieces. But, you know, you look really more so into doing the research about situations and you make it a little bit more footballage because of the fact that you're in camp. And it seems like you have forever when you're in camp. But the reality is, is that it goes pretty, pretty fast. And the, and the thing is, and we've always kind of said this in place, that then you never get that time back during the course of the year. You only have to continue to advance it each week so once you get down to the octobers and novembers when you've built a good foundation in july august and so on in early september depending on where you are you know it, it really allows you to build into the program some things that you can ultimately advance down the road and when you get more sophisticated when you get to like opponents and conference opponents and things of that nature where well, you are familiar and you do need to come up with something a little bit unique 
when that comes to schematically or whatever the case may be, mostly because you are just very familiar with one another. It grants you the ability that to not always have to backtrack to some foundational concepts. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. Beginning of camp, it's really important that you're teaching your guys the right way to tackle, right? You're going to spend time in drills. You're going to break things up maybe individually, positionally. I know you like to look at things a lot of different ways, but what's the approach early on in camp to start teaching tackling and getting these guys in the proper positions and doing the things that are going to set the tone for the rest of the year? I think I've kind of shifted over the last couple of years with this. One of the things is that really starting to, for us, especially where we're at, where I'm at now, being with a, you know, a program like Fordham and, and where Coach Collin really does promote, uh, obviously, player safety above all when it comes to everything from contact to heat-related illness and to keeping our players fresh and everything like that. But, you know, in this specific area, worked very closely with the strength staff with Coach Gilfeder and his staff over there, too, and really designed this to become, you know, a year-round program. And I think we've kind of always talked in that respect, but I don't necessarily think that we're at where we are right now, which I think is that we're looking at this more in stages. And when we come out of the season into the winter season, and really, you know, you start with the winter workouts and then the time that you can kind of share with strength staff and, and the objectives. I feel like we've gotten to a place where we've built in a lot more of the fundamentals in the weight room, in the, you know, in the individual periods, in the, in the morning sessions that we have in January and February, and then got a lot more of the foundational drill work that we had in spring practice. And then in the summer this year, I think what we did was kind of in an old school way and kind of look at it was really created more of a program where they can personalize it and work on their own by position to really work through some of those, like we used to give the old weight program before a lot of those programs shifted over to have personalized as a staff that we have when it comes to strength and used to get a workout packet. We really put together our tackling packet this summer, which has allowed us because a lot of those foundational movements and a lot of those foundational exercises that we talk for player safety about, obviously, being shoulder leverage and keeping the head out of contact and having our toes and, and, and shoulder and everything point in the right direction. What that's kind of like let, allowed us to do a little bit more now is to be a little bit more strategic in regard to the drill work that we're doing is a lot more specific to the field itself as opposed to and the concept of gameplay in camp and coming out of camp. We have some specific goals, what we wanted to get to, as opposed to we're going to start from scratch. Like we don't feel like we need to start from scratch because we now have taken advantage of the summer period too. And then obviously if we need to go ahead and back and get that because somebody's struggling with 
conceptually with some fundamentals, we could always do that separate and apart. But one of the things that we've done this year is kind of focus on really three areas. One is ground contact. So having a set of coaches that specifically work on ground contact and really majoring in that. One is the middle of the field leverage, right? Specifically when you're looking at vice football or open field tackling. And then one is really working the sidelines. So two things in there. And obviously for the most part, the open field and the pricing the tackles and the leverage and all that stuff is pretty much commonplace for everybody. One of the areas that you watch early in the season that, pe- that people struggle with is obviously the cutback on the sideline. Because of the reduction of, of actual live contact, what happens a lot of time, and I found it, especially early in the season, a couple coaches have told me this in talking about pregame and from other programs, people I've known for years, is that they always kind of point it out and said they feel like that you know, contact at the quarterback level especially when it comes to gear is, is kind of really inconsistent because they don't really hit the quarterback, obviously for obvious reasons. And it kind of led me down this path to look even closer. So what are the other areas that we struggle with early in the season? And one of them is working around the, the pursuit angle to the sideline, like tracking the back hip, avoiding cutback area, places like that. And yes, we've built those into, into stuff that we've done in the spring and the summer and whatnot, but we're really focusing and taking a group of coaches and majoring in, managing the perimeter outside the hash outside the number what does that kind of look like and then not only that but it's like five position groups so what does that angle look like for a guy that plays at the first level as opposed to a guy plays on the third level and then how does that kind of vary out to make sure we have specific work in that area same goes for the ground contact too and kind of incorporating that backwards yes the traditional gator roll you know we use cool noodles we vary the weights we vary whatever the case may be but the reality is is that when we're behind the ball carrier we're not going to get a lot we're very rarely if any you know possibly in a scrimmage situation going to get a lot of live looks at that so we really need to make sure that we're, we're we're getting that drill work done i know there's a lot of concepts we try to we really shifted and make sure to try to get as much body on body as possible when it comes to this work you know really teaching thud really teaching the key stay on our feet making sure we're at the right strike point, we're bending all those other great concepts that we have to get to. But the key is, I think, that we can't really get around the legs. We really can't get, especially in, when we're tracking the uh, ball carrier from the back hip. It's very rarely do that. So we're concentrating a lot of effort on making sure that and then incorporating, you know, some of the KPIs that guys like Richard Gray spoke about, you know, where you want to finish on top and all this stuff. But we're really reiterating that too. And then one of the other things is, and this is what I learned from head coach is like keep every area of the field consistent where they start consistent so that you know we don't have to be complete so creative sometimes that we sacrifice time and I think there's a balance between that too you can have some of the most creative drills but you really have a window of five minutes or so to kind of get the work done and I reiterated to it there's a lot of talk and people get on Twitter and they want to you know Facebook and whatever else and they want to give soliloquies about, you know, fundamentals that are repetitious fundamentals. But the reality is, like I talked about, like, you know, with, with our with the coaches and players, it's like reps over rhetoric. It's always just, we want to make sure like we can correct repetition. We have enough people filming practices. You know, I mean, you watch coaches now, they're standing out running their drills, not where I am, but like in, you know, they're videotaping off their phone. As, I mean, there's more than enough time for us to be able to do this and review and correct it with players. And I think they appreciate that, but like in live, we don't want to, we want to make sure that we are, you know, not wasting time with this creation of drills and trying to pull bags out of the universe and creating circus tricks and atmospheres, whatever, but remaining incredibly consistent. And then obviously making sure that, 
you know, little things like, you know, you start at the same drill every day. I like to try to make it sure that when they finish, they finish with their position coach because we usually go right into indie period from there. So, like, it avoids that, you know, running across the field and uh, where am I, where do I go? So that familiarity with each day. Plus, the other part of it, too, is funneling down to a few major concepts, I think, has been key. And then allowing the coaches to design their drill has their own difficulty. And that's where, like, it's those individual people. Those, those, they're now looking at, like, I am the person now responsible for that ground contact. You know, we use our D-line coaches for that because they're close to the ball and they're going to be dealing with that for the most part. But the reality is, is like, now let them own what they're going to do. Give them a couple ideas, whatever the case, but they're all, they're all coaches. They're all on your staff. They're all hired for different reasons. They all have access to information. It doesn't have to be scripted that much, right? It doesn't have to be scripted that much that, to the point where, like, you know, because one of the things I went around to a couple places and watch other coaches watch their tackling drills. And, and we really want to avoid having set go coaches. And, you know, I, I see that sometimes where you go and you watch from the outside looking in and you reflect on what you're doing. I've watched it after watching it somewhere else, not to say that not victim of it too. And I watch and I see people, you know, set go, set go, set go. And there's no ownership of it. If you want to coach with passion, you want them to reiterate coaching points, want them to do it. And the best way to do it is allow them to design what they want to do, allow them to, have ownership of it too, and then, you know, continue to develop it and progress it for the whole entire program. I think that it'll always mold into something new and it'll always kind of have some progress in some respects, but I feel like not having to start from ground zero at all times is key. I you take for granted the fact that you do obviously have to reiterate. We're still reiterating some main coaching points, but in the same respect, and then once we get out of camp, we'll transition into what we do normally, and, and that's really becomes a whole different story. And it's a matter of make, ensuring that out of camp that really everybody's getting even reps in camp for the most part is a fundamental piece of it. And then when you come out of camp, it becomes like more specified, making sure that the people who are in the, in the too deep or whatever the case may be, get what they need to do. And then side note on top of that too, is one of the things I do is I grade the whole roster from one to four based on how many frequency of tackling that they will have. And we obviously start with all the defensive players being at the top level in one, but then obviously we take everybody on the roster and we start to see who are the offensive players that fit into that level two that are going to be on the majority of special teams like kickoff and punt. And you make sure you have to find a way to make, to get them incorporated into that. And then you have a third level where they haven't been on it too, but they potentially could be somebody who you could use. And then obviously that that's flexible and you can bump them in there and then, the bottom level of that too, where you have the quarterbacks and so majority of the offensive linemen where they do need some stuff, but it's really for emergency situations, mostly when the ball is, is turned over. You need to have that in there too, which we do handle it. You know? And coach does a good job of making sure that all of our players get the experience with not only that, but ball security and, uh, um, and take weight. Coach Digitano's episodes have been a treasure trove of takeaways. I highly recommend listening to those this season and going back into them there's a lot of things on the tackling side as well as leadership culture and ideas for building your program i love his one about the coach of the week idea all of those will be linked in the show notes as will his resources on coach tube if you want to get your team better at tackling i highly recommend those they're worth it even now as we get into the season a ton of drills a ton of takeaways a ton of resources to share with your players those will be in the show notes as well Follow all we're doing throughout the season in our shorter episodes, giving ideas from multiple coaches throughout the week. 
We're keeping those shorter so that you can get those on a ride to work, on your planning period, or in a short workout. So again, keep tuning in. Those are ideas that will help you throughout this season. Follow all we're doing on coachandcoordinator.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.